you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, football! Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. It's Friday, February 4th. My name is Jane Slater. What's up, Jane? Guys, I miss y'all so much. We've got Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and Pro Football Hall of Famer Chris Carter. The breakfast table does look a little different since the last time I was here, guys. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I like it. Yeah, we this like is fun. you. Yes. We're nine days away from the Super Bowl, baby. The chip. Let's go. Woo-hoo. Time for the lead block, y'all. Lead block. Lead block. All right, we are just nine days away from Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium. These guys are amped. Good morning, football. We'll be in Los Angeles all next week as we ramp up for this epic showdown between the Rams and the Bengals. Let's hear what Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford had to say yesterday as they get ready for Super Bowl week. I've always played well in these kind of moments, and I think it's just because all of these moments come towards the end of the year, and I feel like I get better as the year progresses just because you have more reps, more film under your belt, corrected all the mistakes that you've made throughout the entire year. And I'm, I'm good at recalling that kind of stuff. And so when you get to the end of the year, you just have all those reps banked and you just keep getting better and better. You got a job to do. You got a job to go out there and execute and, and try and lead your team to help us win. Once the ball snapped, I mean, it's going to be football. You know, settle into the game as quickly as you possibly can. Trust your eyes, trust your teammates and, and go play. I think that part of it, once the ball snapped, is, is hopefully going to be the part that's you know, the easiest to just eliminate all distractions and go out and play. All right, between the players, the coaches, the cities, the fan bases, there are so many angles to tackle, guys, before we even get uh, to Sunday at SoFi. But in your eyes, 
What's the main storyline of Super Bowl 56? Peter, we'll start with you. Jane, we've got now 7 billion sports podcasts. <laughs> we all have sports podcasts, and all of our family members all have sports have to podcasts. Have it. My Aunt okay. Patty has a great one. Aunt Patty's got one. She She's does. fantastic. Mm -hmm. We also now have wonks and quants and the gambling sites, yep. and they all now jumped into the sports media fray this year. We've also had fantasy football take on this burgeoning success where now there are fantasy football experts. <laughs> there are literally... 50 billion people who talk about sports for a living yep. now. And I don't know one of them who had the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> one of them. Mm -hmm. Let's start the off with our fine show. We think we're bold. We think we're daring. Let's see who we took. Kyle, you said the Bills yep. were going to go to the Super Bowl. They didn't. Who else is on our show? Kay said the Browns and the Packers. Packers, out in divisional round. Browns? Didn't make the playoffs. Mike Robb, he's got the Chiefs and the Rams. Well, you're Not half bad. right. Not bad. Half right. What I say. Oh, I said also Chiefs and Rams. We're half right. No Bengals. Okay, but let's go beyond our show. What about game day morning? The big brothers to our show. Who do they have? Week one. Okay, I like it. Buccaneers, Chiefs, a rematch. Rich, wrong. Mooch, Niners, bold. They went from worse to oh, wrong. Buccaneers, Chiefs, wrong. Cowboys, come on, Earth. Next one. Uh, are you shocked? Guess what? We did this. We let them redo it again. Wild card round. We're like, all right, guys. All right, oh, all right. they did it again? You guys got to redraft. And nobody. Wrong, 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 wrong. Great, great. So I put a tweet out there earlier this week, Chris. Great. I said, if there is anyone, sports media or otherwise, who picked the Bengals to make the Super Bowl, send the receipts. And that could be a sports book receipt. That mm -hmm. could be a screen grab. A tweet, anything. Tumbleweed came, came coming by my feed. Crickets. That's crickets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one at all had the Bengals in the Super Bowl. And in my time doing this, that is the first time I could ever say that. They are mm. the biggest long shot uh -huh. I could remember in Super Bowl history coming from... Wow. They've had six wins the past two seasons. They were at 1.424-1 under Zach Taylor. There is no greater storyline than a team that says, you know what? Screw the past. Screw the experts. Let's go win a Super Bowl. I am so excited about this Bengals team and the fact that there is literally nobody on this green earth mm -hmm. that picked them to do this. this Not game. even Cincinnati market. No. no. Like, lo nobody no. has reported. There was like, a lot of, hey, Do Dan Orlovsky said they'd be contenders. Uh-huh. And that, that's the different difference. I mean, oh, I, they, no, he said that they, they have Pittsburgh's defense. Oh, yeah. If yeah they, they'd be contenders. <laughs> All right. Can, it, that. can we double down? Maybe you send out another tweet. Are there people who pick them to win, e even get in the playoffs at all? Yes. Mm. Are there? Yes, there are. People thought they were going to be in the playoffs at the beginning of the year, in that division. I don't know if anyone put their name on it and was like, they're winning the... I haven't the seen it. Everyone was on the Ravens and the Steelers and the, the Browns were a very hot pick. I haven't seen him go to the Bengals to the playoffs. You know, there's a, the lead singer of Rascal Flatts, maybe the guitarist guy, Jay DeMarcus, big active Bengals fan. <laughs> Rascal Flatts? He, he's big and out there. Okay, Gary Owen, the comedian, big Bengals fan. George oh. Clooney, big Bengals. Bengals fans are Nick out Lachey. there. Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. But they've been dormant. Wow. Mm. And now I feel like they're out there and they're beating their chest a little bit. I think it's a cool story. I love that you brought that up, Kyle, because that was the first fan I thought of when they went to the Super Bowl. Oh, because going back to the 90s, that guy has rode the Bengals so hard for so long. And I'd only expect Kyle to bring that yeah, culture cliche. reference up. Of course. It's incredible. I mean, it's getting hotter on the bank. I, it's almost 98 degrees at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you knew um, he was going to go there. Listen, in the NFL, life is a highway, Peter. And I want to ride the Bengals all night long. Oh I will just pile on this. There's some interesting stuff going on with the Rams. 
But the Bengals thing is absolutely crazy. Our only association with the Bengals for the last 20 years is either the Bungles, they're absolutely terrible, or maybe even worse, that like Saturday wild card game that we would make fun of them. They'd always lose in the first round. I've also forgotten at this point, I only think of Zach Taylor as having the Joe Burrow years. You forget there was also an Andy Dalton year that was absolutely terrible before Joe Burrow no, showed up. I don't up. think the Bengals... It's mathematically the biggest turnaround ever in NFL history, the biggest loss total for two years leading up to a Super Bowl appearance ever. That is the story. As much as McVay and Stafford, no doubt, all great, Chris. I love it. Mm-hmm. The Bengals thing is absolutely incredible. To me, there's a lot of different recipes of how you're going to build the team. Okay. Now, we had a lot of news this week. Some of the owners, they're building it the other way. Hey, we're going to tank. That's the way they're going to try to build it. But when it's all said and done, you better get you a guy that can throw this thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, when I'm in L.A. at Super Bowl 56, I know <laughs> that I'm looking at two special guys that along the way, if their team gets in distress, they can bail them out. There's a lot of ways to bake a cake. But let me tell you something. You better have you a guy. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is about for me. The journey of these two quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, best player in high school, number one draft pick, goes to Detroit. I told you, 99% of of all the players in the league are system players. He was in a bad system. He gets to go to L.A., chance to win a championship, and Joe Burrows, he's of a charmed life. Born and raised in Ohio, goes to Ohio State. Oh, they got Haskins. Oh, I'm going to go to LSU. Mm -hmm. Take them to a national championship, then the first pick, and building something special. Hey, guys, if you want to get to a Super Bowl, Get you a guy, get you a dude mm-hmm. who can handle this because at the end of the game, the ball will be in their hand. Mm. Go. Let's well, go. you know, I think warm temps, icy veins is what I'm focused on. And it's Joe Burrow. I mean, we've talked about you've got to have a guy. They've got Joe Burrow and they've got a guy in McPherson who they've been able to put the game true. literally on his leg. And when you talk about the comebacks, I think the one thing that stands out for me, this team, not only have they been underdogs, but they've been underdogs in games. They lost a game by a field goal in weird fashion to Mm -hmm. the Packers. Like, even their losses, they showed that they were ready to go. And I think Joe Burrow, to your point, this guy, he is an alpha in every single way. He might not scream from the mountaintops, but these players will follow him through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. I I can't wait for this one. And to think there was so much knocking of the team for not going after the offensive line and how Jamar Chase and that connection has really paid off for these guys. All right. Ian, we got some big news out of Jacksonville last night. Let's bring in our insider. Do we know who will be the next coach of the Jags? And good morning to you and the family. How are you guys? Good morning, Jane. And it is going to be Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, who spent the last year in Florida kind of honing his craft and playing golf and really biding his time for this opportunity. Late last night, he was officially named the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the man to try to take Trevor Lawrence to the next level and really mold him and help him become the kind of quarterback that actually Carson Wentz was while he was under Doug Peterson. Then, of course, uh, Peterson winning a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his quarterback. Owner Shad Khan releasing a statement last night saying simply that, that he hopes Doug Peterson can replicate that magic that he had while winning a Super Bowl with the Eagles, saying this is what our players deserve. It was a long, winding road for the Jacksonville Jaguars to get here. It took many, many uh, months ever since they fired Urban Meyer, but now a new head coach to work with general manager Trent Baalke, and we will see if former Vikings GM Rick Spielman 
joins them soon, Jane. Ian, we're going to be talking a lot about the Doug Peterson hire later in the show. I know Chris Carter in particular has some pretty strong thoughts about it. Meanwhile, former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores has filed a class action lawsuit against the National Football League and three teams. Ian, tell us what's the latest. Well, the latest came last night with the New York Giants releasing a statement essentially detailing the interview process with Brian Flores and explaining in their words why this was not a sham interview. And of course, Brian Flores, as we know, filed a lawsuit in federal court alleging racist hiring practices and uh, among other allegations saying that the New York Giants meeting with him uh, in, in late January was something that was not legitimate, in part pointing to a text message that he received from Bill Belichick, uh, mistakenly texting him, thinking he was Brian Dayball, saying that Dayball already got it. Well, the Giants went through the interview process in the statement saying that actually the decision to hire Brian Dayball was made after January 28th uh, when they spoke with Brian Flores all day at the facility in person saying that Bill Belichick does not speak for the Giants and was uh, basically guessing or assuming rather than actually knowing. They called the interview process with Flores serious and genuine. And finally, the statement said, we are disappointed to learn that Mr. Flores was under the mistaken impression that the job had already been awarded. Speaking of statements, we've got one from Steelers president Art Rooney, who made this one yesterday on the Rooney rule in the wake of Brian Flores' lawsuit, saying, quote, I'm not going to comment on the specific allegations in the lawsuit brought by Brian Flores, but I do want to comment on the general state of affairs in regards to diversity policies here in the NFL. Over the past several years, our diversity committee has recommended and ownership has adopted a number of enhancements to the Rooney rule, as well as new policies designed to ensure women and minorities are receiving full and fair consideration for coaching and front office positions. The details of these enhancements and new policies have previously been made available. While I acknowledge that we have not seen progress in the ranks of head coaches, we have seen marked improvement in the hiring of women and minorities in other key leadership roles, such as coordinator positions, general manager positions, and front office positions, both in and out of football operations. He continues by saying, I believe this progress has been made as a result of the implementation of many of the enhanced policies that were recently adopted. The commissioner and league executives, as well as the diversity committee, remain committed to working with all clubs, the Fritz Pollard Alliance and others, in making these efforts as effective as possible and building upon them to promote the desired impacts on hiring decisions in the league at all levels, including head coaching positions. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. 
With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Good morning, football! Welcome to Good Morning Football, everyone. We are live in New York City. It's Friday, February 4th. My name is Jane Slater. In for Kay Adams, alongside Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and Pro Football Hall of Famer Chris Carter. Guys, all right, now to Ian Rappaport. Ian, we got some big news last night out of Jacksonville, and I'm just curious, how did Doug Peterson end up as the next head coach of the Jags? And then we've also got the other head coach opening down there in New Orleans, the Saints. Have they got somebody lined up for a coaching job tomorrow for an interview? Well, let's start with the Doug Peterson piece. He was uh, an early interview uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, of course, they got a head start on this whole thing because they fired Urban Meyer during the season, so Doug Peterson was one of their early interviews, and uh, he remained on the list, and they kind of went all the way down the road with a couple different candidates, including Nathaniel Hackett, who they really made a pretty strong run at. He ended up being the head coach of the Denver Broncos. They talked to Jim Caldwell. They talked to Byron Leftwich, brought him in for a second interview. A lot of people thought they were going to hire him. And then this past week, Doug Peterson kind of popped back up on the second interview list. And at that point, considering how long they waited, considering his credentials, a Super Bowl winning head coach, it was clear that he was at least a very strong candidate, was a finalist. Yesterday, as they whittled it down, either him or Rich Basaccia, and then eventually named Doug Peterson the head coach, as owner Shad Khan said in his sta- statement, the hope is that Doug can replicate the magic that he found with the Philadelphia Eagles. Meanwhile, you mentioned the Saints. They have been going through the interview process as well. Dennis Allen, the respected defensive coordinator, was yesterday considered by many to be the favorite just considering the in-house work he has done with the New Orleans Saints and that defense, just keeping that thing rolling. But they also added a late interview that is going to happen on Saturday. Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, who's had so many interviews over the last couple years, uh, never quite able to get over the hump and get a head coaching job is expected to interview for the New Orleans Saints. So that is going to be tomorrow. That is the last known interview in their process. They also put in for Byron Leftwich. He did not end up taking the interview. Uh, Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator of the Lions, he also interviewed recently. So the Saints should have a decision potentially coming this weekend. And I find the Eric Bieniemy one intriguing for New Orleans, at least. Uh, the fact that he is a New Orleans native. So at least he appreciates what the Saints mean to the city. And, of course, he is an incredible offensive coordinator. Yeah. So, But to your point, I know Dennis Allen has been a front runner, but it might be interesting to see how this interview goes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Ian. All right, guys. We had a lot of discussions about the Doug Peterson news this morning. I'll start with you, Shregs. Yeah. What do you think about it? All right. Doug's a great NFL head coach. He's won a Super Bowl, and he's beloved by players. And he himself has a little coaching tree, as you see across the league. Press Taylor and Frank Reich and all these guys have worked under him. I found the Jaguars head coaching hiring process to be very, very unique. Urban Meyer was fired in week 15 of the NFL season. 
They had all of December to start laying out their plans for what their ideal coach was. They interviewed Doug Peterson on December 28th. That was three days after Christmas. We've had an entire Omicron surge since then. We've had an entire NFL playoff since mm-hmm. then. We have had a bye week since then. Ozarks dropped, Peter. Ozarks has I've dropped been, since seen then. the whole thing already. Guys, December 28th was Doug Peterson's first interview with the Jaguars. They interviewed just about the entire NFL. You go through the list of all the different people. Hackett, we might have. Leftwich. Leftwich is going to be the guy. That's what we heard. No, I love that. And then on Tuesday, they call up Doug Peterson a full month mm-hmm. after they interviewed him and said, why don't you come back down again and hired him late Thursday night. Fascinating. NFL Network did this to me. They made me wait it out. Is that right? I literally thought I was going into medical sales or real estate after ESPN let me go. Mm. <laughs> so and sometimes said, if you wait, it'll come around. Okay. You've been a great pharma salesperson, Oh, James. my God, I'd buy it. Um, we like you on <laughs> the network. It's very compelling. I just find it really interesting, and I would love to know whether it was because of the general manager, Trent Balky, that some candidates said, eh, I don't know if I want to work with him, or if Doug left such a lasting impression, they're like, we know we love Doug Peterson. Let's meet everyone first, and then we could always come back to Doug. Because I'll tell you this, Doug Peterson was great in that first interview. Everything I heard was that he was buttoned up, had his staff, let's go, let's do this thing. But then they interviewed literally a dozen people before they came back to him. It just goes to show, sometimes you get these NFL buildings where it's like, we've got our guy, we're going to snap our fingers, let's wrap it up, let's go. With Peterson, not only was it the full uh, six weeks before they hired him, they had four weeks before that to consider what they were going to do. I think Doug Peterson is a great football coach and he's the ideal guy to go with a young Trevor Lawrence because of what we saw him do with a Carson Wentz and then a Nick Foles, but I would love the 30 for 30 one day on the hiring process and how they ended up with Doug Peterson after interviewing him first in the process and then ending up hiring him nearly six weeks later. Mm-hmm. I think the most interesting part of that 30 for 30 when it comes out is the left wish part of it. Like, you don't hire Byron Leftwich. There's a whole thing that was going on because it's getting buzz and buzz and buzz and it seems yep. obviously the perfect fit. There was a report that Leftwich jersey sales were skyrocketing <laughs> and Jaguars fans, we haven't had a lot to be excited about, we're like, we're getting our guy, we love Byron, I grew up watching Byron, I'm going to hire yep. And then you hear what you were alluding to, Peter, about the, the Balky thing and you didn't want to work with him maybe and then it's just poof withdrawing his name and then you're like oh who else can we go to it feels like then they look back like does Doug still want it and they called him and here's the thing I think Peterson I think he has a complicated reputation with fans is he a great coach I know he won a Super Bowl and that's always the first thing but like all the development of of of, of what you talked about with Wentz and Foles like was that a Reich thing was that another I mean this, Doug Peterson has a statue literally has a statue outside of the Eagles stadium that's him and Nick Foles both of which were dispatched pretty quickly But the dispatching from Philly is also interesting because it doesn't seem like he was fired just for cause. It got complicated. It got ugly. There's weird quarterback situations. There's the Howie thing. He had one bad season, and their guy with a statue, they're like, you're out of here. So it wasn't like this guy who's just like, oh, season after season, it fell apart. It's complicated. I know. He, he won a Super Bowl, then went to the playoffs the next two years. Next two years, then one bad season and gone. And yet there, he's the guy that they went back to. And just strictly on the field, Chris, I, I know you have thoughts on this. He's going to play Carson Wentz twice now, a year. <laughs> the Colts never win in Jackson, but we just saw that debacle that Indy Indianapolis had to end the season, and now they're going to go down there and face Doug Peterson. It's actually one of the marquee games now is Colts at Jags. So in that respect, it's a win. But Chris, there's a lot of other layers of this. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson is a quality coach. I think he deserves to be a head coach in the NFL. But for me, given the climate that we're in right now, it's hard for me to have any positive energy towards any franchise 
that would not look at an African-American or pass over an African-American to be able to go to another candidate. Byron Leftwich, he was a perfect fit there. What other offensive coordinator could be the offensive coordinator for Tom Brady, straight off New England, 20 years, take them to the Super Bowl, and then come back and Tom Brady has another year? I, I do have a problem with this. Urban Meyer coached me at Ohio State, 1986. He was my wide receiver coach. So last year, he gets the Jacksonville job. Me and Urban have extensive conversations. We have a conversation about me joining his support staff. He said, I like the idea, I like the concept. He said, can you write it up for me? So I go to my boy, Chris Spillman. He's one of my college teammates back from Ohio. He's working in Detroit. He's special assistant to the owner, to the Ford family in Detroit. How do you do this, Chris? How do I set it up? How do I write it up? Roles and responsibility. I give him a whole treatment. Send it to Urban. Urban likes it. He said, in a couple weeks, we're going to bring you up here. I want you to meet the owner and meet Trent Baalke. Urban calls me back two days later. Said, Trent Baalke killed it. Said, he didn't see the skill set. He didn't see the value that you would bring to the organization. I said, well, Urban, I don't know what you and Trent Baalke have been doing since 1987, <laughs> but the last five decades, I've been associated with the National Football League. It wasn't about a coaching position. It built support the head coach, who Urban, who didn't know about pro football. I said, Urban, I can be your eyes and your ears. Just one example. There's no way we lose to Cincinnati, and Urban Meyer is not on that plane Ooh, going back to Jacksonville. Thursday night game. So I, I would have one, – one thing right there. Chris Carter, we're going back mm -hmm. to Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. We'll get on the PJ mm -hmm. Friday morning and then go back up to Ohio, which we're both from. So for them, I don't think next year that we'll be sitting here charting like you beautifully did. This is the road to building mm -hmm. a champion. I don't think they'll be on it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I got huge problems. I left the league 20 years ago. There was three black coaches. What happened? Are we going backwards? Mm -hmm. That's just my question. To the general public, are we going backwards? And I think my response to that is I think it's a fair question, right? But I also think we can't negate the qualifications of Doug Peterson either or the fact that they did their due diligence, the fact that they took a month and they did How do we know? extensive How do, What has Jacksonville done from a coaching standpoint, hiring standpoint, that we know they did it the right way? Well, I think they clearly failed with Urban Meyer. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why there wasn't same a guy, rush Same guy, same people picking the groceries. I think that that's why there wasn't a rush to judgment. But I just also think we can't take away from the fact that Doug Peterson had a very challenging year. They went to the Super Bowl, lost their starting quarterback in Carson Wentz. And literally had the Philly special, and it was it was a huge game, and it was competitive. And I think sometimes, and this goes for white and black coaches, women, sometimes in the league there's a narrative that is created about them on their exit, whether it be from a media organization, whether it be from a team, or whether it be from a coaching staff. And so, while you're talking about the narrative of Doug Peterson, to your point, we don't know the whole story about how that devolved with Howie and, and going down the lines. And so I'm not saying that you don't have a valid point. Right. I'm going to say one more thing, and then I'm going to let it go. We got Doug Peterson was a backup quarterback in the NFL, was around a lot of good people, was with Andy Reid. Eric Bieniemy's been with him, too. Look at the numbers. He's calling the plays there. So before we start trying to put our flag on certain ships, these are the things that have happened to African-American coaches, as far, especially if they get one try. They don't get a second try, well, a, second, a second bite at the apple. Mm -hmm. So I'm just looking at what's going Vance on. Vance Joseph is a great argument for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we sit, here, we sit here today and we got one African-American head coach. And I can't do TV right unless I speak about that. And that right there, it hurts me. Because I've seen what this league can do for African-Americans on the field. I brag about it all the time. I've never had a real job before in my life. So you're telling me I can only be my best on the field. If I decide to go to the front office, ugh. if I decide to go coach, ugh. but if I go to the combine, if I break my neck, if I work hard, if I lift them weights, 
oh, I can do anything on the field. That's my dilemma. And that's the way I see it through my lens that's been watching this for a minute. And it's fair, and I think you want the league to be representative of the people that it serves as well, right? And so I want you to know I'm not taking away from your argument. I also say we just we shouldn't take away from either the qualifications of the person who got the job either. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Start your clock. Super Bowl 56 just around the corner, and Good Morning Football will be out in L.A. all next week. The Bengals are the home team, taking on the Rams at their home stadium in SoFi. So how is Cincinnati going to treat this like a regular week when it's anything but? That's our best best bet, you know, is to get everybody to focus in on how important winning this game is and, and avoid the distractions that come with it because it, it's easy to fall into that trap. But being a Super Bowl champion, it, it, you carry that for a lifetime. Enjoying the Super Bowl process is a 10-day enjoyment factor, you know, and so we want something much longer than that. Um, you know, coming into to this week, game prep, it you know, it just feels like another week. Obviously, it's the the Super Bowl and we're going to have to you know, try to eliminate as many distractions as we can, but it feels normal. All right, this is a really cool stat. Did you know that the Bengals have just one player on their entire roster who has played in a Super Bowl, the Rams by comparison? Ten, guys. So there's a bit of a gap to deal with here, but will it help Cincinnati? And so we wondered, could the lack of Super Bowl experience actually be an advantage in Super Bowl 56 for the Bengals? Chris, we'll start with you. Let me think about this for No, no, no. Absolutely not. I'll take you back to the Rams last time they went to the Super Bowl. Now, you're talking about someone must have kidnapped and cloned Sean McVay. (laughs) Someone had to be calling the play. No motion, no speed sweeps, not attacking New England the way I thought they would. So boring. So overwhelmed. Now, I guarantee you the Rams... Because afterwards, he admitted, "Ah, you know something, I I, I would do it a little bit different. So from one of the brightest coaches that we have in the game, 
who was in the biggest game a couple years ago. And I remember the sound bites before the Super Bowl against New England. Ah, it's not going to matter. Oh, experience is overrated. Hmm. That's like when we talk to players. A player who's really slow, you know what he says? Oh, speed's overrated. Mm -hmm. You know what a guy who's height challenged, what he says? Oh, height's overrated. Experience is never overrated, especially when you talk about the Super Bowl. They say money doesn't matter, sign rich people. Looks don't matter, sign beautiful people. I understand. You're subscribing to the theory that Sean McVay was actually abducted and cloned. Yes. John McVay coached the Rams that day. (laughs) Interesting. Um, The experience thing, listen, I like the full screen a lot. Earlier in the show, we played a clip of, of Sean McVay saying that how difficult it is and kind of joking about it to lose all these coaches constantly because they've had so much success. Well, during that very boring, very, very uh, no-show almost offensively Super Bowl, the quarterback coach is now the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals who had a front row seat for what it looks like when your offense shows up flat. That's Zach Taylor on the Super Bowl. We remember it as being tedious. They got nothing going. Jared Goff threw a bad pick late. You're standing there watching like, so this is what it looks like. He was also a passenger on the whole Express and things you talked about earlier, Chris, about family and tickets and we want the suite versus we want the seat and where's my hotel? He knows that stuff. So I would rather have a head coach who has been to one than six players who have been to one. Give me that. That is more value Mm -hmm. pound for pound. There's this narrative that the Bengals have no idea what they're walking into. I trust their head coach. I trust him standing right there next to McVay on that Super Bowl, that ill-fated Super Bowl, to know how to get the guys ready and to get how to get them practically ready because he's been there, and I think there's lessons to be learned, Shregs. I know, and, and it's not like these players haven't played in big games. A lot of these guys are college superstars, and Jane, I think you're going to hit on that. I, I would low look at organizationally. Chris, you hit on it yesterday. The Bengals, they haven't been here. It's been 33 years since they've been in the Super Bowl. It was a different Super Bowl then. Mm-hmm. That was in 19. 19- 1989 when they played in that mm-hmm. Super Bowl. It is a real, real learning experience as an organization yes. to get everybody out to the host site, to accommodate the families, to understand that on game day there are going to be ridiculous requests made, that someone whose job should be focused on football is dealing with something else because on Super Bowl it wasn't accounted for two weeks earlier. I can't even put a point on it, but I just know. Let's take McVay, for example. He feels a lot more at ease right now, not because of the football, but because I've been there, I've done that. Mm -hmm. Guys in the Rams organization, from president on down, they have said that there are some things in Atlanta we probably would do a little differently if we could do it again. Guess what? They get to do it again. Bengals, not known to be one of these Super Bowl contenders. They have not done the advance work of going on an AFC championship Mm -hmm. week to go see the site city. There might be a lot at that organization coming at one point. Players, that's going to be another thing. I just think the whole entire top-down to experience, being there before helps you as opposed to never mm. being there. Can I add a point right. to that? I did something yesterday in PR with, with the Rams, and I did an interview with one of the Rams who's going to the players, and we'll run it during Super Bowl Sunday. The PR people and everyone facilitating the interview kept talking about, a few years ago this, a few years ago this. When we did this a few years ago, we get it. And there was also a sense that the Bengals maybe are playing a little catch-up this week. So that's even a week out. The Rams are already looking back to lessons they've learned, and this is just getting their guys in chairs for interviews. And this might not be what any football fan wants to hear about. They want to hear about Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase, yeah. <laughs> but it matters that the Brown family and Duke Tobin and these guys, 
haven't sniffed the Super Bowl ever mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. since 88. Mm-hmm. I think it does play a role, and I think it trickles down, and it, it's everything from the fans to everyone. We've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Rams fans, Rams mm. team, they've done it. I also go back to, I actually think it will give the Bengals an advantage. In, in other words, emotionally, you don't know what you don't know. That's and fair. I don't know if you yeah. guys have ever had a hiccup in your careers. For me, it was when I was doing sidelines for ESPN. I never felt like I was great at it. <laughs> and we had a consultant come in once, and then when I got a two-game package for CBS Sports, I let some of that scar tissue affect my performance coming into the next assignment. Okay. And so when I look at this team, there might be those Rams players that think of the hiccups from the Super Bowl, and it sorts of, it gets in your mental psyche. But I'm also looking at this team and looking at guys like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. SEC football is different. It feels like the Super Bowl when you play some of these games. When you win a national championship in college, it feels like a Super Bowl. And there's plenty of those guys that play in the league, but I feel like... These guys, especially against Kansas City Chiefs on the road in that stadium, in that atmosphere, coming from behind the way that they did, they feel like they deserve the Lombardi. Mm. So I don't I don't look at this team as being the underdogs that we've talked about this season. They've proven time and time again they're the real deal. But I feel like when you haven't been there, your adrenaline's pumping, and it's just gravy for you mm-hmm. at that point. Whereas some of these guys, the Andrew Whitworths, this oh, might be the last go. Mm-hmm. The Eric Weddles, this might be the last mm-hmm. go. Sometimes the anxiety of the pressure to perform, you're never going to be here again, that can mm-hmm. affect you on game day, too. Mm-hmm. Jane, I bet you were great on the sideline. I, really, I was terrible. Come on, now. Come on. Nah, come terrible, on. guys. Stop. Absolutely terrible. It's Friday, which means we get to welcome our good friend, Nathaniel <laughs> Eugene Burleson from the set of CBS Mornings. What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I see you've been shopping at the Baby Gap again. Good to see you, KB. As always. <laughs> let's try to keep this on the rails, Nate. The Super Bowl okay, is right, coming right, up, on. which means we actually have to start with the important stuff. During our Whiteboard Wednesday segment this week, I told the story of the time I met Bo Jackson about 20 years ago, and I was so nervous that I walked on like, oh my God, this is Bo, this is Bo. Hi, I'm Bo, and I introduced myself as Bo and never corrected it. It was terrible. Bo actually replied on Instagram and said, Kyle, you'll always be Bo to me. Is that right? Yes, that really happened. It's a really cool (laughs) thing. Awesome. Bo's just the best. Bo replied. But, Nate, take it away from me for a sec. You are on celebrities all the time. What is the most awkward interaction you have ever had with a famous person? All right, first, uh, let me me throw it right back to you real quick uh, because I love you. I remember us. We have the same interest. Right, we're the same age, but I remember us being in LA, and we're meeting all of the guys that I've worked with, and we're all big fans of these guys. Come on, you know what it is. So we see uh-huh. Deion Sanders, and you remember what you said yeah. to Deion when you first saw him? <laughs> Tell me. You said, uh, "Sup, Prime." Not what's up. <laughs> oh, you said, "Sup, Prime." Gosh. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, "Kyle, right, that's the come South on, Side of Chicago." Came with something yeah. Nice. But listen. <laughs> I'll take I'll take it back to me. Um, Kyle, I remember being in Miami with my, my boys. We're hanging out, right? We're chilling at this hotel. We're sitting at the bar. And it's basically the in-between space between where you walk in the hotel and where you get to the pool. So as we're relaxing, just talking about the day, what are we going to do a little later on? You kind of smell the cigar smoke filling up this space. You're like, who has the art? Audacity to smoke indoors when you can't smoke indoors. And then I turn around and we see Michael Jordan. 
And at this time, I'm playing in the league. So all of my boys, all of my boys, they're sitting there like, hey, yo, Nate, like, you, you've seen Mike before. You've been at events with him. You're a professional football player. Go talk to him. You guys are in the same space. You know how it is with friends. I'm going to tell you, my boys, my family, if they see the most famous person in the world, they think I know that person or I can walk up to them. So now i got to play it off. They're nudging me. I'm like, all right, get off of me. I got this. Like, they're telling me to go say hi to a girl at the bar. So I walk over. I'm like, I'm going to go say what's up to Mike. I'm going to just say, MJ, you're airing this. I don't know. I'm going to make something up. So I go over there confidently. Right before I can open my mouth, I freeze. I'm talking about completely lost my words, didn't know what was going on, rigor mortis. I stiffen up. And he just walks by, hits me with the head nod, fills the air with smoke, and then heads to the pool. I walk back defeated. My boy's like, what was that, man? And I was like, it's Michael Jordan, okay? So, yeah, that was the one and only time I ever froze when I went to go say what's up to a celebrity. So, Mike, if you're watching, hit me up on DM and, and, and say that we're friends like Bo Jackson and Kyle Brandt. <laughs> My awkward one was with Nate Burleson. I've got a list of them. But, Nate, do you remember Super Bowl Minnesota when we ran into Christopher Reed and I was trying to get him to do the funky Charleston with me? We didn't get it on video, and I yeah. asked him to do, it, to do it again, and he said, nope. Mm. <laughs> Rejected. Mm. He shut that down. He's like, nah, mm. we're good. You check nah, that. we're good here. I remember that. You pay me to do that. Okay, Nate, I picked Walker Hayes' blaring music over the five of you guys on Sunday as my Hall of Frame nominee this week. I, I appreciated what Burrow did in McPherson and Cooper <laughs> Cup, but Walker Hayes absolutely drowning you out was my favorite mm. moment of the week. Um, instead of talking about the need to establish the run at halftime show, though, I love that you're my guy, and you didn't even, you just started dancing. You were like, all right, they can't hear us. I'm going to dance. Have you heard from Walker Hayes? Have you heard from his fans? And are you now the biggest star in country music <laughs> since responding to Walker Hayes and not trying to tell us about what the running game needs to establish in the second half instead? I love me a good old country song, especially one with the rhythm that sounds like rap. And yes, I have heard from Walker Hayes. He gave me a shout out on Twitter. And then he also uh, hit me with a DM and he was like, yo, you understood the assignment. The speaker's right behind us. We can't fight the fact that people can't hear us and we can't hear each other. So I was like, you know what? Instead of me screaming into Boom's ear, I'm going to dance. When music is too loud, you can either go complain to the DJ or you can dance like nobody's watching, baby. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> you did great. Except a lot of people were watching. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Millions. Yeah, I know. You're right. Hey, Nate, two parts here. We talked to you on Monday. Uh -huh. We know you have a relationship with yeah. Matthew Stafford. Um, have you yeah. talked to him yet? That's the first part of it. And nine days to the Super Bowl. Give me, what are the keys to Matthew Stafford leading mm -hmm. the Rams in Super Bowl 56 and getting that Lombardi trophy, bro? It was funny. I was supposed to sit down with Matthew Stafford and do an interview last night, but because of my son's basketball schedule and then also him being on the West Coast and practicing, we couldn't lock it up. So we're going to reach out and, and try to link with the fam. My wife knows his wife. And of course, me and Stafford go way back. I'll be in L.A. next week. So hopefully we can cross paths. And I've been talking to him all year. So that's my dog. Um, but as far as the game. You know, I, I believe that he's going to have to get on the same page with Sean McVay, even more so than he's been this season. And what I mean by that is there will be new wrinkles in the Super Bowl. It's Sean McVay. So he's going to look at the season, uh, the defense of the Cincinnati Bengals, and try to figure out where their weaknesses lie, maybe even remix some plays that have worked against them, and then create completely new plays from scratch this week. And the reason I say get on the same page is because those new plays, those new wrinkles are going to have to work seamlessly like day one install. You know, sometimes you'll see a team pull off a trick play and you're like, ah, that was a little wonky. Seems like they only worked on that a few times. But other times, you'll see a play that they've never run before. And you think to yourself, 
that looks like they do it every single week and they were just waiting, waiting for the right, right moment. So for me, I feel like it's going to be those wrinkles, those trick plays that we will see. I'll even say this. I believe there's going to be two or three trick plays within the first two quarters for the Rams. And the same thing could go for Zach Taylor because we all know, you know, they're buddies. Save the tape, guys. It'll be fun if he's right. Mm -hmm. All right. There's always a lot of excitement yeah. about the Pro Bowl skills uh, showdown, which you can catch again tonight on yeah. at 8 p.m. here on NFL Network. We see competitions in everything from precision passing to dodgeball. But if you could add one, one Nate that you would dominate in right now, yeah. what would it be? Don't say basketball because I'm coming for I you. Know. I heard you talking about me. Hey, I heard listen, you talking hey, about me. Hey, I, yeah, I called you out, Chris. You know what i You over here talking about how you dominate in the men's league. I ain't worried about them dudes wearing them uh, knee braces and elbow pads that you be playing against. Come see me. Come see me, Chris. Uh, but now, uh, all jokes aside, you know what I feel like? I feel like they should add kickball. Kickball to the Pro Bowl. You remember kickball at recess? Okay. I mean, that right there sure. was like a oh, whole yeah. series of recess events. You know, you'd be like, hey, baby bouncies, baby bouncies. And they just bounce that ball to <laughs> yeah. you. And yeah, think yeah. about kickball. It's a little bit of kickball, a little bit of baseball, and you get dodgeball. If somebody is trotting along to first base and they don't have the speed, I am aiming either for their feet to knock them down or their head to knock them out. I want to see kickball. It's the best, and we all want to see uh, <laughs> Justin Tucker boot one into the faculty parking lot. Nate, uh, it's incredible oh, yeah, during your story fact. about the embarrassing encounter. The second you said you smelled cigar, we're all going, ooh, it's Michael, it's Schwarzenegger. I, I don't know, I, I thought maybe it was Bill Clinton. Hey, now, but uh, you're the best. Thank you, Nate. Hey, we'll see you sometime next week. <laughs> all right. Kyle. And with later. that, uh, Chris, you've had a good two weeks here. Yeah, what was your I, favorite moment, Chris? This is a great show. I, I like Kyle's energy and the different skill set that he brings, like really underrated as far as what you know, pop culture, music, Thanks, and your flexibility. Thanks, Chris. And Peter, if you can work with an insider, they shouldn't have one of these shows without an insider. But I'm talking about guys who got real content. And it's been a pleasure working with Peter for the first time. It's been great. It's been a great season. Jane. Well, Fox enjoy too. Boca Raton, man. Yeah. Hello. Jane, <laughs> we love having you. Thank you. I love seeing you guys. Always fun. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 